0: My name is Ian Fomer, and welcome back to The Countdown. A lot of sports topics to talk about today, as always, but it is officially episode 20. I want to thank you all for sticking with me through all 20 episodes. It has been a ride. Today, we got to talk about the Hawks' big game-one win yesterday and Trey Young's amazing performance. Um, the Suns and Clippers tonight, a coach hiring. And a coach became a front-runner for a certain job. And, although I talk a lot about basketball on this show, I'm going to rank my top 10 NFL players. But let's start off with the Hawks taking game one. Trey Young had 48.7 rebounds and 11 assists. Nearly a 50-point triple-double. Played amazing. Although, Drew Holiday played amazing on offense. Trey Young really cooked up the Bucks on the defensive end, no question. No, que- I mean the offensive end, but no question for sure. Um, John Collins had twenty-three points and fifteen rebounds. Um, John Collins, John Collins has proven that he can actually be the second option on the Hawks in a uh, playoff series, which is definitely a a good sign if you're the Hawks or if you're a Hawks fan. Uh, Clint Capella had a monster nineteen rebounds capella is the best rebounder in the NBA. He led the NBA this season with 14.3 re- rebounds per game. He's second in the playoffs, only behind Giannis. Capella Cl- is the best rebounder in the NBA. Giannis had 34 points and 12 rebounds. Drew Holiday had 33 points and 12 um, assists. You would um, think that if Drew Holiday ever had 33 points, it'd be off. Of a bad shooting not and a sex and a s sex- excessive uh shot selection. But he actually had a good f- uh, field goal percentage. Unlike Chris Middleton who shot twenty six percent from the field yesterday, he's had his struggles throughout the entire playoffs. If I'm the Bucks, I honestly um I honestly consider shopping Chris Middleton this offseason. I mean, he's had his good games, but he's been way too inconsistent. The most inconsistent player in the playoffs thus far. And I consider shopping him. But the Hawks take game one. Game two is tomorrow night. Suns and Clippers tonight. I think the Clippers take game three. Now, I know that I said I think they they were going to take game two, and they didn't. And I know Chris Paul's returning to the Suns tonight. He's going to be available for Game Three. However, in clutch situations, the Clippers have came when it matters most. The L.A. Clippers have proven they can come through, even without Kawhi Leonard, like they did against the Utah Jazz. I think they win a very tight game tonight, but I think Game Four um depends on Kawhi Leonard's status. If I think of Ka- I don't think if Kawhi plays. The Suns will take a 3-1 lead, I think, if Kawhi does play, that the Clippers will tie the series up at 2-2. Game through tonight, buckle up. If the Suns win the night, they will make the NBA Finals, so it's definitely a very interesting game to watch. The Pacers hire Rick Carlisle, former Dallas Mavericks coach as the head coach of Their franchise, Um, obviously, won a 2011 championship with Dirk and Jason Terry and Jason Kidd and Tyson Chandler in the crew in 2011. Has a great reputation as a coach. I think this is amazing for the Indiana Pacers. I think it's great. He actually coached the Pacers once before, before he coached the Mavericks. I think it's a potential revert for the Pacers. As you see, they fired their coach. I think they could potentially make some trades like, Sabonis or Brogdon. They might, I, don't think I don't think they'll trade Sabonis though. I think Brogdon could be gone. I think Malcolm Brogdon could be a great trade value piece for a team. I think Malcolm Brogdon could be gone. But yeah, Potential rebit for the Pacers. That's all I have on that topic as of now. However, Jason Kidd has become the front runner for the Mavericks job. Um... If he makes it, that's a perfect fit. Obviously, Jason Kidd has proved he can be a, a great coach with Giannis and the Bucs. Um, Jason Kidd would be a great coach alongside Luka. Um, without a doubt, Jason Kidd is a perfect fit for the Dallas Mavericks. Right. Top 10 players in the NFL. Not a lot of football talked about on this show because it's not football season. But without a doubt, well, I've seen a lot of websites do this lately, rank their top 10 players in the NFL. And even Colin Coward did it the there a day. So it's my time to give you my top 10 players in the NFL. The NFL season is going to be here quicker than we know it. So. Let's dive into it. Number 10 is Derrick Henry. I know I have him low, 2000 yards last season. Lost to the Ravens in the wild card round, but the Titans made the playoffs. Derrick Henry proved to be one of the most versatile, tough, and best players in the NFL. But he gets my number 10 spot. Number 9 is sean Watson. I know he's had a lot of allegations towards him lately, but um, he did lead the league in passing yards this season. Um the Texans had he had no supporting cast. His best um his best receiver was Fuller and he still had the most passing yards in the NFL. That is incredible. I hope that none of his allegations are true, which we won't get into that, but I really hope he gets traded to another team. And really shows out for them. Number eight is Russ Wilson. I was a critic of him because of their wild card loss to the Rams and how they kind of collapsed last season. However, for the first half of the season, he was the MVP by far last season. A lot of people don't remember that, but he absolutely was. And the offensive line was very terrible. And the defense was not that good. The Seahawks just was not a great overall team all-around team last season so Russell Wilson gets my 8th spot number seven is Travis Kelsey I heard a thing where he could potentially be the best tight end of all time but there's no doubt in my mind that he will be a top three tight end of all time when this career is all said and done Travis Kelsey has proved to be, um he. I don't think Patrick Mahomes would have it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes would obviously have to still have good stats, but he wouldn't have the stats he has without the play of Travis Kelsey. He gets the number seven spot. Number six, very controversial. He's my favorite player, not being biased. However, number six is Christian McCaffrey. He was injured last season. He didn't play a lot last season, but however. The last time we saw him play a legit, a legit game of football, he was hands down a top-ten player in the NFL. Obviously, his last um, major season, he was the MVP candidate, and he had over 1,000 rushing yards and over 1,000 receiving yards. McCaffrey gets the number six spot. Cracking the number five is the MVP of the league last season, Aaron Rodgers. Um, the only thing keeping him for number five is his um, inability to win in playoff games, especially last year's NFC Championship game to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However, he's the MVP of the league. Um, over 4,000 passing yards, 50 touchdowns last season, limited interceptions. I think it was like four through, four to five or six interceptions. Not a whole lot of interceptions last season for sure. And Rodgers at number five. Another controversial pick, just like the um, McCaffrey um, selection, was De'Andre Hopkins. I had no doubt in my mind, as good as Devontae Adams is, that De'Andre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, The Cardinals' offense wouldn't be what they were without De'Andre Hopkins. The Texans giving him away was a very bad decision on my part. That was definitely that definitely that definitely began began the downfall of the Houston Texans era this in this era as a franchise. Hawkins at number four. We saw how the Texans collapsed without him. Number three, most people would say I have him low, but Aaron Donald. The way that he sacks the quarterback as an interior defensive alignment is incredible. Most sacks are by a defensive end, but by a defensive tackle. He is hands down the best defensive player in the NFL. I don't think he should have been the defensive player of the year last year. I believe that was T.J. Watt. However, Aaron Donald's at number three. Some years he would be number one or two. Number two is the former Super Bowl MVP, the reigning Super Bowl MVP, the goat. Excuse me, the goat, Tom Brady. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and give you my number one, so we can talk about this. Number one is Patrick Mahomes. Okay, in playoff situations, I take Tom Brady all day, all day. We've, he's proven that he's beat Patrick Mahomes in, in both playoff games they've played. But in the regular season, Patrick Mahomes is by far the better quarterback. He has the most recent regular season regular season MVP. Um, has been an MVP candidate for the last couple years. That's why Patrick Mahomes gets my number one spot on this list. Brady at two. Donald at three. Hawkins at four. MVP Rodgers at five. McCaffrey at six. Kelsey at seven. Russell Wilson at eight. Deshaun Watson at nine. And Derek Henry at number ten. A couple honorable mentions at eleven. I have Devontae Adams. Twelve, I have TJ Watt. At 13, I have Stefan Dix, who led the league in receiving yards last season. Thank you all for listening to The Countdown. As always, it has been your boy Ian Farmer. I love you all from the bottom of my heart, and I will see you. I'm sorry if it was rushed today. I try not to do that. I love you guys. I really appreciate you all listening in. I put my heart out into this, but it has been The Countdown, and I will see you guys tomorrow evening for the last episode of the week, and I will see you guys on Monday peace.